Welcome to the Herbarium of the Bazaar, a collection of strange and spooky plants. I'm your host, Meredith Hemphill. I realized tomatoes would not top most people's list of bizarre botanicals, but even common garden plants can surprise you. There's a lot to be said about the humble tomato, so let's get started. Wild tomatoes grow in the Andes Mountains of South America. These plants have small, red or green berries. Native Americans cultivated the wild tomatoes and domesticated them by selecting those with the most favorable traits. Bigger tomatoes was usually the highest priority. The Aztecs grew tomatoes as far back as 700 BCE. The Aztec word for them was tomatoe. Today, our garden tomatoes come in over 10,000 varieties. Tomatoes range from the relatively small cherry tomatoes to massive varieties that can be over a pound. There are a wide variety of shapes, and while most tomatoes are red when ripe, some are green, yellow, orange, purple, or even black, white, or pink. The plants have fuzzy, pinnate leaves with a characteristic smell, which seems to be popular for scented candles these days. They have yellow, five-petaled flowers and require warm weather and a lot of sunlight to grow. Where I live, in the southeastern United States, tomatoes are a very popular summer garden plant. Summer means tomato sandwiches. If you've ever heard or gotten into an argument about whether tomatoes are a fruit or a vegetable, Allow me to answer that question once and for all. Tomatoes are fruits. The botanical definition of a fruit is the seed-bearing, ripened ovary of a flower. Basically, it's the part of a plant that has the seeds in it. Botanically speaking, there's actually no such thing as a vegetable. Now, kids, don't go telling your parents that I said you don't have to eat your vegetables because they don't exist. There just is not a part of a plant that botanists call the vegetable. In culinary terms, vegetables are usually edible plant parts that don't taste sweet, and fruits are the ones that do taste sweet. But that leaves a lot of gray area. Well, in 1887, a United States tariff law imposed a 10% tax on vegetables but not fruits. A shrewd tomato importer named John Nix sued the tax collector for the Port of New York on the grounds that tomatoes are fruits, not vegetables, so his shipments should not be taxed. The case went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, which ruled in 1893 that... Tomatoes are a vegetable. Justice Gray wrote, quote, Botanically speaking, tomatoes are fruits of a vine, just as are cucumbers, squashes, beans, and peas. But in the common language of the people, all these are vegetables, which, whether eaten cooked or raw, are usually served at dinner, in, with, or after the soup, fish, 
or meats, which constitute the principal part of the repast, and not, like fruits generally, as dessert. End quote. And the internet thought it was ludicrous when the Supreme Court of Ireland told Subway its bread is cake. The bread is a lie, and so are the tomatoes. When the Spanish arrived in Mexico in the 16th century, they brought tomatoes back to Europe. European colonists then brought tomatoes with them to North America in the 1700s. Tomatoes really took the long way around to reach the soon-to-be United States. Europeans and American colonists weren't making many tomato sandwiches, though, because they were convinced that tomatoes were poisonous. Yep, even though Native Americans had been growing and eating them for centuries. One urban legend of the time claimed that eating a tomato would turn your blood into acid. So, Europeans just grew tomato plants for decoration. There are a few reasons for this wild misconception. For one thing, European botanists correctly identified tomatoes as a member of the Solanaceae family. Many plants in this family are poisonous, some deathly so, although potatoes and eggplants are also members. Tomato plants, when not in fruit, bear a resemblance to perhaps the most famous member of the family, deadly nightshade. I'll cover deadly nightshade in a future episode, how could I not? But for the moment, you just need to know that it is, obviously, quite poisonous, and that it is native to Europe, so Europeans knew to be suspicious of it. Another reason is that some Europeans did die after eating tomatoes, specifically aristocrats. Why? Only the wealthy could afford fancy pewter dishware. Unfortunately, pewter contains lead, and acid leaches the lead out of the pewter. The bland foods common to the European diet of the time wouldn't have done that. But tomatoes are quite acidic. When European aristocrats ate tomato dishes off their nice pewter plates, they got lead poisoning. The tomatoes weren't deadly, the plates were. But people didn't know that at the time. They just knew that those people had eaten tomatoes and gotten sick, and some of them died. You might be surprised to hear that tomato plants actually are a little bit poisonous. Not the fruit, of course, but the rest of the plant contains low levels of the toxic chemical tomatotene. However, a study of toxicity in edible solanaceae by Dr. Donald G. Barcelo could only find records of a couple poisonings from tomato leaf tea. Nobody died from it. Still, stick to eating the yummy fruit. Because of the beliefs Europeans had about tomatoes, the fruit went by some interesting names. Poison apple was a common one. Imagine Maleficent handing a red tomato to Snow White. Some thought that, rather than being poisonous, tomatoes were an aphrodisiac. The French name for tomato translates to love apple. The current scientific name for the tomato is Solanum lycopersicum. This is perhaps the strangest of all, because lycopersicum means wolf peach. 
botanist Joseph Piton de Tournefort, please forgive my attempt at French, came up with this name in 1692 for reasons that remain uncertain. Perhaps peach, because tomatoes are round and sort of in the same color family as peaches, and in Germanic folklore, Nightshade and Wolfsbane, another member of the Solanaceae, were associated with werewolves. So, wolf peach, apparently. Of course, the reputation of tomatoes did turn around. The invention of pizza in Naples, Italy, around 1880, is credited for helping bring Europeans around. In the colonies, Thomas Jefferson is often given that credit. Tomatoes were grown on his estate at Monticello, not just as ornamentals, but actually for food. Joseph Campbell probably did a lot more for tomatoes in the United States than Thomas Jefferson, however. Campbell discovered that tomatoes did well canned and released his condensed tomato soup in 1897. Tomatoes took off quickly after that, and they are now grown and consumed across the world. We now know that tomatoes are, in fact, full of nutrients. Vitamin C and E, potassium, folic acid, beta-carotene, lycopene, and flavonoids, for example. Even the parts of tomatoes we throw away can be good for us. A lot of tomato harvests are processed into things like ketchup and tomato sauce. This process removes the seeds and sometimes the peels. A review paper published in the journal Biomedicine and Pharmacotherapy in 2021 demonstrated that tomato seed extract made from this industrial waste product has anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antimicrobial, and cardioprotective properties. A lot more research needs to be done before there might be any medical applications from tomato seed extract. In the meantime, a love apple a day keeps the doctor away. Herbarium of the Bazaar is written, hosted, and edited by Meredith Hemphill. Our outro music, Spooky Evening, is by James Mylor. Find him on Pixabay. If you have questions, corrections, or topic suggestions, email us at herbariumbazaar at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at herbariumbazaar. You can find Herbarium of the Bazaar on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever quality podcasts are aired. Please rate and review. It really does help us out. Don't forget to hug a tree today. Thanks for listening.